Welcome to Coffee and Communion. I'm Christina. And I'm Cassie. This is a podcast about communion and community and a radical friendship with God and others. On today's episode, we are talking about seeing with the eyes of Christ. So Cassie, what have you been up to lately? It's been a while. I graduated with my associate's degree the end of May. (laughs) I've been just really enjoying my summer and being intentional with my time and the people I'm with since I leave in about two months to serve with NET. Just really soaking in my time lately. Mm, That's good. Time is precious and we never know how much time we have. So we want to embrace all the time we have and live it well and with purpose rather than just wandering and losing our time or wasting our time. And live in like the season that God has placed you in Mm. well and not like wish it away. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like even in not just in the joy like that you have, but like even in desolation, I think is like God is calling you to that moment and time for a particular reason because he would bring you out of it if he didn't want you in it or didn't need you didn't need it for your salvation. Um, a lot of times he uses that desolation to to strengthen us because we have to keep going and persevering during that time when it may seem hard. Um, and he reminds us a lot in desolation, like Mother Teresa was in desolation for so many years, but like mm. she still had that joy, um, in what she was doing for God. And yeah, like so often in desolation, we think God isn't with us and working in us. But like when we enter that consolation, like we have to be thankful for that desolation because God does so much in that desolation, even though we can't see it in the moment, like he's working in every little detail in our lives. Yeah. Amen to that. And I think that you have all the more joy in consolation when you've gone through desolation recently, because I think you wouldn't realize how like beautiful those moments of consolation are if you haven't gone through the desolation, if you're just always consoled by the sacred heart of Jesus, then you're just going to be used to that and just live in that and be like, oh, this is the typical thing. Um, but when it's not always the typical thing, it's just all the more beautiful and embracing. Yeah. Um, so recently I've been just busy with a lot of different things, hanging out with people and spending time with people and seeing Christ and other people. Um, but last weekend, I had just a beautiful time watching a very, very dear friend of mine, uh, Father John McFadden, get ordained to the priesthood. And the Lord consoled my heart so much that weekend. And it was even better because it was Corpus Christi weekend as well. So all the more beautiful watching or not watching, participating in his first mass because we are all called to participate in the mass. It's not just the priest. We don't just sit there and watch. It's not Mm. a show, but active participation in the mass from all people there. And uh, he just elevated the host and said, this is my body given up for you. And I just started crying because it's like, it's Corpus Christi and my best friend is a priest and he reflects the heart of Christ 
so well. What a blessing it is to um, know him and be friends with him. And he's really been Christ to me for the last, I don't, I think six, seven years, um, and really helped bring me closer to Christ when I first met him and taught me a lot of things. So I've been embracing that and just like really sitting in that and everything that I experienced last weekend. And it was my birthday last weekend. So what a gift to watch a, a guy go to the priest and my, one of my best friends and his first mass. It's all I could have asked for for a birthday. And I, I thank the Lord for the gift of life and the opportunity to live this life and be here on this earth. And I strive to um, bring Christ to other people. So going with the theme of seeing with the eyes of Christ, Cassia, how do you feel most people in the world view other people? I think not in a Christian way, um, but by judging others so quickly, like we can see someone like just walking by and like our first instinct isn't to like see them with love, like God calls us to, but rather judging them and like just comparing ourselves to others so often and thinking less of them because of maybe certain situations they've been through or disabilities and things like that. Um, I think our world struggles a lot to see people even just equally. Um, yeah, that's, I guess, a little bit how I think most people view others. Yeah, definitely. I would 100% agree. Uh, a lot of times we judge. And a lot of times I think that judgment um, there's something go going on in our own heart of like, why am I sitting there judging that person? Am I jealous of that person? Uh, there's something that they have that I don't have and I want. Um, and maybe the Lord wants you to have that thing, but maybe you have to work for it. The Lord doesn't always just hand something to us, but we have to work for it sometimes. Um, so maybe it's that, or maybe that's not your gift. And you have other gifts that we need to seek and ask the Lord what they are, um, that that person maybe look at you and go, oh, well, I wish I had that. That's the funny thing is that we're sitting there judging that person and that person is probably sitting there judging us. And if we mm -hmm. just like have a conversation and get to know that person instead of just sitting there judging them, not even like a lot of times we don't even judge the person a lot. We judge them in our hearts and our minds, mm -hmm. which is still like not okay. It's still a sin um, of the mind to judge somebody in our heart and mind. Um, also think that a lot of people view other people as a burden. Like what are they getting in the way of in my life that is stopping me from being like where I want to be? Cause I feel like a lot of people are goal oriented and it's like, okay, I have to get good grades. And then like, if somebody's doing something to stop me, like sometimes you get upset at a teacher cause it's like, oh, well they judge me unfairly or my test or whatever, when I should have done this or that, or they didn't do well enough when a lot of times it's their own fault for something that we've done <clears throat> or um, in a job, like I got to get to the next role in my job higher up and so forth and so on. And if anybody like gets in that way, we think badly of them when most people aren't even trying to get in the way. They're just living their own life. Um, or we, uh, don't see them as a burden, but use them and see them as a tool mm. to get to the next thing. And instead of like asking how you are in like a job or something, 
we are are thinking about how can that person help me to get to the next thing that I need to get to in my life if they can be an instrument in that. And it's good to be an instrument in other people's lives, but it's also good to make sure to remember that person is a person and not just a tool to uh, be used, which you can see people used as tools in so many different areas of life. Um, or you see somebody as ruining your life because of maybe something they did or even like your childhood, you could be like, as an adult, you could be like, oh, well, my parents ruined my whole life because of like how I grew up. Um, when that's so like not true, they're people too and have their own lives and they most likely did what they thought was best for you. So they didn't ruin your life or like at a soccer game and one teammate screws up and then you sit there and tell them how horrible they are when they probably already feel bad already for what, you know, if they did make a mistake, but we're human, we make mistakes. We're not perfect. Going back to like someone ruining your life or like feeling like burdens, like Leah Darrow talks about this a lot. Like our world today, um, how they portray like women and having babies, like babies ruin your life and your dreams. And Leah Darrow talks very heavily on this, that like babies don't ruin those dreams. Like you can still achieve your dreams that you have, even with kids. And like, if your vocation is to get married and have kids, like God works with all of that. Like that wouldn't be your vocation if, if, if kids weren't involved. And he he wants us to dream big with him is something that I've learned. Like our dreams are good to have. Like it's good to dream with God. God's a big God and he wants us to ask for big things. And obviously in those dreaming big, if you want it, you got to ask for it, but also work for it. But the Lord helps you along the way if it if it is his will that you do that. Um, and then another, I guess, people on my heart that I feel like the world views so horribly are the poor, um, those with mental disabilities and imprisoned. I feel like so many people look, people on the streets or those in prison and go, they're just like specks of dirt. Maybe they don't actually say those words, but that's the way they look at them and say in, in their mind, think in ways that would make them feel like a a speck of dirt, even though, you know, the poor, a lot of ones are born into that. They didn't like make, make mistakes to get them there. Some may have, um, but we still have to look at them with love and mercy and like a human being because they are a human being. They were created by God. Um, and then the imprisoned again, a lot of times it goes back to the, how they were raised and maybe their parents were in prison and that's what they knew and thought, or maybe they were trying to get out of a bad situation, um, but still to look on them with love and mercy, we still believe in justice and, and need to be <coughs> just in what we do. Um, so Cassie, how does the way people view others affect our world and people? I think it creates a lot of wounds within others. Um, 
and just how we view, like, going back to how we view people, like, even people we don't know, like, why are we so quick to judge others instead of loving them, like God calls us to, um, and, like, we just have these distorted ways that we view them, because maybe something has happened with whoever it may be, and, like, you can't view them anymore and need to go through that healing to be able to see them with love and mercy again. And just, uh, I think comparison too is a big one. Like just when we compare ourselves, we compare God's creation and like he made everything Mm -hmm. on earth and like why are we doubting the God of the universe and everything that he created yeah yeah Yeah. for sure um i think that we were losing the sense of christ when we view people the way we do and treat them the way we do and it, it just seems like such a bitter world, self-centered world where people don't know how to love others or love well. And then those people, everybody, everybody desires to be loved. And that's the deepest desire (coughs) anyone has is to be loved, to love others, but especially to be loved themselves. And when you don't, you aren't being loved the way that you deserve. You go and seek other ways. And those ways just leave you more empty and more left alone. Mm-hmm. And that's often the phrase like hurt people hurt people. And like that's so true. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that like I see Christ a lot is through like friends and other people that like maybe just came into my life I'm like where has this person been like god thank you for sending them to me because they have spoke a lot of truth into my life um that I never knew I needed yeah definitely definitely um I think that yeah with this lack of Christ in the world and the lack of love there is there's so much more alcohol abuse it seems to keep on increasing because people try to find goodness and happiness through that or drug abuse. And that just seems to be going through the roof to the point where there's overdosing or people Mm -hmm. committing suicide because they don't think that they're loved or worthy because we, we don't stop to love other people and we're so focused on ourselves instead of others when Christ, you know, literally was other centered and and it needs to, it needs to change. We need to see with the eyes of Christ, we need to love others and not just love like our friends and our family, obviously, but we need to love everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, not And just- even like the simplest things that you can do, like if you're like, outside going on a walk and see someone you don't know or like at the grocery store like just stopping and like saying hi to the people like next to you like that brings a lot of joy to people that like you don't even know and maybe they're having a hard day and like you are being Christ to them in that very moment yeah well and it's so funny that you you say that because I just feel like every friend you've had 
was a stranger at one point, mm -hmm. but then we walk people on, walk by people on the side of the street in a grocery store, or even in church, nonetheless, and treat them like a stranger and treat them like, okay, we don't know them. Yeah. But then at some point with your friends, you had to go up and say hi and introduce yourself. The only people you really didn't have to introduce yourself to was your family, immediate family. So, Cassie, how should we view other people? That Christ is living in them. Mm -hmm. That they are such a gift sent from God. And that they are needed and wanted and worthy of God. And also that's something that how we should view ourselves too mm, because i think yes if we have a distorted way we view ourselves that is going to be reflected on other people that we meet and that we become friends with yeah absolutely v viewing ourselves as well i mean there's so many problems with self-image nowadays. I mean, again, it's the drug abuse, the substance abuse, the cutting, or the anorexia, like trying to be as skinny as I possibly can so that I can be beautiful because the world tells me that skinny is beautiful. Um, yeah, definitely the way you view yourself is important too because the way you view yourself can help the way you view other people. Um, as you were saying, you know, we reflect off of, you know, how we view ourselves onto other people. And then I even see like reflecting how you view yourself onto other people. You can be hard on other people because you have this idea of perfectionism in yourself that you want to be perfect, even though perfection can't be obtained here on earth. Mm -hmm. You're not perfect. You're human. And then you're trying to expect everybody else to be perfect and nobody can be perfect. And then we're just getting mad because we're not perfect or our friends aren't perfect. And it's you're an just trying to cycle. chase. Mm -hmm, it's an ongoing cycle. You're trying to chase something that you can never obtain instead of having so much joy and happiness in what you do have and what you are. Um, yeah, definitely the thing I first think of, of how we should view other people as a gift. And we want to, I want to experience Christ. And Christ has made every single one of those individuals and given them the unique gifts and talents that they have. And each person I encounter, I experience a different part of Christ in them and experience his love and his beauty and the grace that runs through them um, by his power. And I asked myself, I didn't always do this, but more frequently I've been asking myself is like, how would I treat Christ? Because how I would treat Christ is the way I should treat that other person because Christ is in them and Christ loved them and Christ died for them just mm. as he loves you and died for you. Nobody is more important than somebody else besides the God of the universe. Uh, but he's the God of the universe. So just viewing, having this mindset that like the president is not more important than I am um, or some CEO 
is not more important as than I am because I feel like so many people in authority abuse that. Like you should bow down and worship me because I'm the CEO of this company and I could let you go in a hot second if I wanted to. So if you don't bow down and worship me and do whatever I want or speak illly of me, then I'm just gonna let you go um, in a hot second and then you don't have a job um, or just other, other types of authority. And you can even see it in the church sometimes too, is the abuse of authority. It's it's all over the place. The church is broken too. The whole world is broken. The world is filled with broken people. The church is filled with broken people. So just realizing that um, nobody is more important than another, including the poor and imprisoned. Like again, I feel like we treat the poor and imprisoned like dirt, like they don't matter, they don't exist, when we should be helping them. It's in scripture to help the poor, help the imprisoned, help everybody um, become closer to Christ and get to get to heaven because ultimately um, that's what we all want, uh, whether we know it or not. And that we are no better than the person right next to us. And again, like with sins, like everybody sins, sin is bad and we're not perfect. <coughs> So going forward with our life and striving to see with the eyes of Christ, how do how do we do that? How do we see as Christ sees? We have to view people that they were made in the image and likeness of Christ. There's a Bible verse in Psalms that's one of my f- favorite that I praise you because I am wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. Like, God doesn't make mistakes Mm. and accidents, especially with people or anything. Like, so many lies in the world tells us that you are a mistake because you have this wound or this isn't right about you. But, like, there's nothing wrong with you and like God has never made a mistake with you or the person he's ever created. And also like we're all a gift and we all have certain gifts that the next person doesn't have and we can't compare our gifts to others because then you're comparing what God has made and what he's given specifically you that the gifts you have he wants you to go out and bring them to others and bring, obviously, Christ to others through those gifts, too. Yeah, definitely. And, like, we're all a part, every baptized person is a part of the body of Christ. And as as a body, you need all those organs, all those different people to live and breathe and do what they're called to do in order to... Um, properly function for a body to work as Christ has created it too. Um, We need that and need to see others as um, a part of ourselves, as a part of the body of Christ. When we uh, consume the Eucharist, consume the body of Christ, we are united to everybody in the world. I remember I left college for the last time and I went to school in Florida, which is pretty far from where I live now in Illinois. And I didn't know if I'd ever see those friends again. And I remember I was so embarrassed. 
I don't like surprise parties. They threw me one and they somehow managed to keep it a surprise. And I just, yeah, it's, it's very humbling to be the center of attention um, and requires a lot of vulnerability. Um, but they did it because they loved me and I was leaving and saying goodbye. And I said, I'll see you in the Eucharist because, you know, everybody is a part of the body of Christ and we, we do see everybody in the Eucharist mm -hmm. and what a gift the Eucharist is. Like as I get ready to leave for net, like there are a lot of emotions, but also like my friend Jess went to Michigan to serve with Focus Summer Projects and like she's one of my best friends. And even though like we are miles apart, like we'll never be too far from each other because we're always united in the Eucharist, which is like something really encouraging to hold on to, especially if you are going through some kind of change, like we're always united together, which is like so beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful gift to have the Eucharist, be able to consume the Eucharist, um, be united to Christ through everything, the joy of the resurrection, the sufferings on the cross. Uh, Christ is always with us and has given us his different experiences and his humanity that help us to relate when we are going through different things and periods in our life. Like we can't experience that joy unless we go through the suffering like God has suffered through us for us. <laughs> mm -hmm. And there is no resurrection without the crucifixion. Mm -hmm. There would be no resurrection. The gates of heaven would still be closed um, if Christ didn't die and then rise again, destroying sin and death. Um, and then that gift he has given us, like we so want everybody to, to get to heaven, to be in heaven with him. Um, heaven is not just an automatic ticket although the gates of heaven are open and we still have to live a good virtuous holy life in order to get to heaven but we want everybody there and starting to see with the eyes of christ i think can help you down that path so as we always do we're going to close with a quote um and this one is by my favorite saint i love her so much and i really think that she saw with the eyes of Christ. And she was in some not so great situations um, and with people who really needed Christ. And a lot of them were, were of different religions and were not Catholic and she still loved them. We we're called to love everybody, not just our fellow Catholics. Mm -hmm. um, and she didn't sit there and judge them, but she just loved them with Christ. Christ's love. And the quote is, quote, if you judge people, you have no time to love them, end quote. Thank you for listening. And I hope you guys have had a amazing solemnity of the Sacred Heart and just really enter into Jesus's heart and Mary's as we celebrate the Immaculate Heart tomorrow. And if you have any questions, prayer, intentions, or anything, feel free to email us and follow us on Instagram. And we will see you in our next episode.
God bless. God bless. Amen.